Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! We're oh, in T- <laughs> Just a bit. We're in Detroit tonight, the Rock City. We're excited. The Motor City, excuse me. We're excited to be here tonight. <laughs> we got some guests uh, that are kind of in and out tonight. Justin's internet looks like it's a little bit delayed, too. So that's going to be lots of fun. All right, let's start with our introductions. Welcome in, Justin Jesus Herrera. Well, I don't see it on my side, but um, if you're already seeing it, then I know it's going to be a very interesting episode on the other side. But, yeah, it's great to be in Motown, the home of automotive for Americans. And you know what? It's also one of the great places for football because Detroit is always one of those great teams that you want to win a lot, and now they finally have a program going there. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about it, and I'm excited to bring our guest on. Yeah, I'm excited indeed. Uh, Detroit is uh, does seem to be the team that's on the rise, as a lot of people are predicting. Nick, welcome into the studio. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yes, I am here, and I am ready to talk some Lions. <laughs> and while I'm talking about Lions, you can have one eye on me and one ear on me, but you best go to tssfancy.com. Why, gentlemen? I'll tell you, because we got the merchandise, we got our rankings, which are always right, by the way. We have a fantastic writer in Greg O.J. Mayer, who always writes pieces for us. And you know what? It is the most comprehensive website for fantasy football going today. Like it or love it, it's the hottest thing going today. Woo! Oh, boy. He's been working on this, I think. Yeah, yeah indeed. That was off right. the fly, my friend. I'm off right. the fly. I'm picking up my phone. I'm going to tssfantasy.com right now, indeed. All right, good stuff. 
All right, so again, we got a busy show. We got a house call, so let's start with hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Why, you ask? Because we have a giveaway tomorrow night. Leroy Butler leaps into our studio, and he's leaving a jersey for us to give away. All you got to do is hit subscribe. It's super easy. You're entered into the contest and as some great marketing idea, we're giving it away Hall of Fame weekend. Check that out. That'll be lots of fun. So you'll want to get entered into that today. Don't forget, as Nick alluded to earlier, so eloquently, TSSFantasy.com. We got the round table. Greg, OJ, the juice is loose, is in there. He's got a new article in there. So you want to check that out. Exclusive stuff. Also, we're doing the show on your fantasy league. So you'll want to check that out. Take your fantasy league to the next level, all there on tssfantasy.com. It's coming up, fantasy season. Get on to Underdog. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Have lots of great contests this year. We'll include the money, but also have Gatorland tickets, some Dolphin tickets, all kind of fun stuff to give away, all kind of porpoises and animals it's all kind of good fun gentlemen why do we do that because we can and because we're the fantasy show of the people the people the people indeed again we're in detroit it's time for a house call look i'm a doctor not an escalator spock give me a hand That intro music has special kind of meaning tonight in Detroit Rock City. Boy, feeling the rock and roll theme tonight. We're in Detroit. Lots of, well, some may have lots of big hopes this year in Detroit. At least a young and upcoming team um, with Dan Campbell at the helm, giving them some kind of gritty type of identity. But let's welcome in Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Thanks for the welcome, Commissioner. And coming up on tonight's house call, we're going to throw a little bit more shade at Urban Meyer, even oh. though we're in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what city we're in, we can find the Urban Meyer shade. That's for certain. All right, let's go on to a injury issue, essentially. We can call this guy, I think it's safe to say, we can call Mr. Swift injury prone so far this year. I'm excuse me, so far is his career. Let's go to Mr. Swift. All right. Big, big back for fantasy when healthy. Please tell me his percent to the bench this season. You've highlighted his downside in the past <laughs> two seasons, right? He's played 13 games in each of them. So you got to expect him to miss time. The upside, he's one of the best pass-catching backs in the league. So looking at his recent injury history, last season we saw him injure his AC joint, his shoulder, that separation, on Thanksgiving against the Bears. And even though he returned, he wasn't nearly as productive after that as he was the first portion of the season. The rumor is he's going to be starting this season bigger and in better shape than the previous couple of seasons. So hopefully 
a little bit of that added size and strength translates into improved durability. Despite that, however, and to your point, we're going to go 80% to the bench for DeAndre Swift. DeAndre, 85%, sir. Not good odds, but as we've talked about, and I'm sorry, I I felt like I went into some analysis before I could even get you welcomed in. But yes, DeAndre Swift, when on the field, is money when it matters. So guess what? Take those a little bit of downtime because he may bring you all the way to the fantasy championship if healthy let's go to another guy on this team that you know and again there's not a ton of playmakers on the lions um but someone who kind of swam over per se dj shark do to do is uh, over from jacksonville where do, where do you fit miss or excuse me where do you find mr shark on your percent to the bench I've just got to say that for those listening to this show who are not parents of young kids, that shark do to do was classic and on point. Go ahead and Google or YouTube baby shark. If you want to have an earworm for days, it was great commissioner. So here we go with this brutal broken ankle last season, right? In Jacksonville week number four, Um, He was lead blocking for James Robinson and missed the rest of the season. But as we said before, you know, I think it was Travis Etienne who said this wasn't a bad season to miss if you were playing in Jacksonville, right? Like get off the field. Hopefully you don't get kicked by the coach. So ended up missing the majority with that fracture. Um, The fact that he only signed a one year deal with the lions either means he's coming back highly motivated to earn that big contract or the Lions are worried about his ability to stay healthy and be productive. I'm not sure which way to interpret that one-year contract. But for a guy who's played more than 13 games in a season only once in five seasons, he's 90% of the bench. Count on it. Wow. All right. Mark that one up. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for Detroit tomorrow. We're going to Go Pack Go Lambeau Field That'll be lots of fun. It's still summertime, though, Doc, so you don't need your coat. Thank you so much for being in here tonight. See you there, Commissioner. Sir. Detroit is Motown. For some reason, I'm stuck on the Rock City theme. I'm not really because sure. it's Detroit Rock City. That's why. Right, I know. It's just for some reason, it just won't get out of my head anyway. All right, so you notice we didn't bring up TJ Hawkinson um, from his thumb. That's because Dr. Miller is going to come on. Um, right before we start the season, we're going to break down T.J. Hawkinson a little bit more. Um, plus, it was just a thump, so, you know, it is what it is. All right, so we got guests in the wings waiting. Let's bring them on in. Give me a minute. Let's bring up Troy Rock City. All right, let's welcome into the studio first Nick Faber, your co-host of Honolulu Blues, I do I do declare. Welcome into the studio, Nick. 
If I do declare. I like where this show's going already. We're going to bring it back to the uh, 1860s, it sounds like. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I sure am. I'm glad to be here, too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> awesome to have you. Ryan from the Face Off Sports Network. Welcome into the studio, sir. What's going on? Whole lot of you coming in. <laughs> We're excited to have you in. This is a fun night tonight. We're going to celebrate Detroit a little bit. Have some fun with some trivia. But let's start with the 2022 outlook. Last year, we know 313-1, and one, not too good last year. But a lot of hope this year. A lot of hope. A lot of people talking good about Detroit. Last year, number 22 offensively overall. You were 19th um, in the rush, 18 in the passing game, 25th in points scored. That's obviously a big issue. Defensively, 29th overall, um, 28th versus the rush, 24th versus the pass, 31st points against. That's not too good or not where you want to be, and that's not going to win you ballgames, certainly. And free agency this offseason, you guys added some depth on defense. Uh, Deshaun Elliott safety. We talked about DJ Shark coming over from Jacksonville. Um, Cornerback Mike Hughes. Chris Board as well, cornerback, and you lost Jalen Reeves Maven from a defense that wasn't all that great. So I'm not sure how much of a big loss that's for you guys. In the draft, you obviously went defense first. We uh, Aiden Hutchinson, but did also went back with Jameis Williams to grab more talent at, at the receiving core as well. Um, um, defensive end Joshua Pascal, safety Kirby Joseph. I mean, you've added some. Again, identity to the Detroit Lions. As a America's team, Miami Dolphins fan, I can tell you that there's still a statue out in the parking lot of Dan Campbell. Um, that's how much he meant to the team when he came on. So the grittiness, I love the attitude. Um, I just don't know how much it's going to equal into wins for you. So for this season, I see you guys better not all that great but i have you at six and eleven but as i say who cares what i think we got our experts in nick we'll start with you give me the outlook for the 22 lions this season uh uh, that's a there's a lot i mean right i mean biasly there's a lot of positives i think about a lot of things that you didn't mention so so you mentioned all these new additions that we have a few people that left but a lot of the big additions that weren't even mentioned which is the return of Frank Ragnow, a full season of Taylor Decker, right? The, the departure of Anthony Lynn and the addition of Ben Johnson is so much more, which goes so unheard, unspoken, which is fine because it's a new offensive coordinator. You never really want to talk about that. You want to talk about the, you know, what, what brings it. But realistically, that's what's going to, that's that's a big difference maker. Uh, you get the return of Jeff Okuda, who obviously is, has a lot to prove still. Hopefully a big return of Michael Brockers in the sense that he is a big impact on our defense and our defensive line. Um, I have a lot of bias. Uh, we play seven new head coaches, four new GMs, and I don't care who you are. Being a brand-new head coach in the NFL is one of the hardest things to do. Winning as a brand-new head coach is also one of the hardest things to do. We were competitive in every game. I can sit here and go on. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. Um, I'd love to say the Lions. Uh, I mean, we just did our, our prediction show, and I had us win in 10 games. I'll gladly stand by that right now. So I'll put us in the 9-10 win easily. 
Woo-wee, the fire, breaking the fire. This is why we're doing this, though, for, uh, Nick. I'm glad that you brought all this up because that little insight that we're, you know, we don't follow the team as much, so it's good to get that little insight. We appreciate that. Ryan, let's go to you, sir. Give me your outlook for the 2022 Lions. Unlike Nick, I am not drinking that Kool-Aid, man. I can't. <laughs> I, I've seen it for so many years. I'm not, I'm not going to believe it until I truly see it. So if I set it low of standards to it, I can't, the only thing I can do is be happy with what the outcome is. You know, I can't set myself up for disappointment. And I'm with you on this with going for six wins. I just see that as, like, more of a stepping stone for them than trying to go the unrealistic, in my mind, 10, 11, 12 win season. Because, yeah, they improved uh, offensively. But, you know, as you said, the defense was ranked near last. And that defense isn't going to flip in one season but it is improving based on what the amount of talent they have on it. So I still see the defense still being probably somewhere in the 20s, but it's going to be a little bit of an improvement, but not enough to make the Lions make that next leap like a lot of people are thinking. Yeah, um, I you know, like I said, they you know, they're it's a young, exciting team with some good, decent playmakers on offense. I kind of misspoke when I said there's not a lot. There is quite a few, actually on the line, especially for a fantasy perspective. Nick, let's go to you, sir. What say you on the 2022 Lions? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I predict five wins total. Um, you got <laughs> you got playmakers on the team. I will I will give you that. You got you got your Charks. You got you got your uh, Swifts. You got your uh, Amonra St. Browns, and then you got your um, Hawkinson. Goff is nice. He's not great. Uh, you're being, right now, you're being led by a head coach whose career record is 8-20. and 20. It's not going to get better. Um, I There's not much that I can really say positively about Detroit, except I love their uniforms, especially the all, the all grays. Um, they don't put anything in the team to make them worth cheering for. I mean, they haven't in the last 30 years. I mean, they get to the, they get to the Thanksgiving game. That's their Super Bowl. And then everyone goes, ooh, rah, rah. And then it's the rest of the season. So, um, unless you give me something positive to be excited about, about the Lions, I can't be. Nick I'm going to be with, honest. Nick with the Flander comments tonight, grinding it on our guests. Indeed, Justin. They're not running the team. They're not running. I'm not blaming them. Welcome our guests a little better than Nick. Or what are you? What are you about to say? Please, please Uh, do. All right, all right, right. Nick. You're not going to be the only outlier here. I'm going to join you on the positivity (laughs) here because these guys. I don't know what they're like missing here. I I can understand Ryan's perspective because I've been a fan of a losing team. You, you kind of like get that feeling like, oh shit, is it ever going to end? But it's going to end, and it's going to end in a big way this year. I'm predicting nine and eight. I looked at your schedule. Your schedule is actually very cupcake-ish. And, you know, there are a lot of winnable games there where it could even go a little bit higher. I mean, I'm predicting a four and two record. You guys splitting it with Minnesota and Green Bay this year, probably losing the home games in both those instances. But I think you could easily win the, the games in Detroit. And I think you could easily sweep the Bears. I predict on our Bears episode, they go 2-15. and 15, So I'm predicting a terrible season for them. Um, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. As far as your guys' talent, I mean, DeAndre Swift is a poor man's uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, He's finally hitting the weight room. So, I mean, that's what Austin – that's what was the key to Austin Eckler really getting, like, healthy last year was he started hitting the weight rooms even more than he was before, and he got really strong, and then he started seeing all these red zone touches. I mean, you guys have been building this line for a long time. You know, Ragnow, Decker, Panay Sewell has another year to grow. Um you know, you guys are just it, – it. there's something there on that offense. And then that defense, getting Aiden Hutchinson, that's kind of the guy you need. I mean, you need somebody who's just going to make tackles, like who's going to have that motor to keep on going. He's like Nick Bosa in the 49ers, but he's not really like – he doesn't have like that freakish talent, but he has that freakish motor. Well, he'll, he'll just make that outside tackle. He'll extend his arm, grab the guy, and be strong enough to bring him down. That's the kind of stuff you guys need. Okuda will be back. Hopefully he steals up that perimeter for you guys. And then I like Deshaun Elliott coming from the Ravens. I thought he was a pretty good safety when he's there. But obviously the Ravens are always loaded at safety. I mean, they have Chuck Clark. They just got Kyle Hamilton. So it's no skin off their nuts. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I look at this. I look at this cupcake schedule. I think realistically you guys could go between 7 and 10 and 9 and 8. And – there's a wiggle room in a couple of those games, including the Miami game, where I think you could actually take another game. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. We'll we'll get back to that. Yeah, um, I was a little surprised to hear that nine and nine and eight. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Let's go on to the schedule, though. Good segue, Justin. We appreciate that. Um, Brian, I'll go to you first on this one. Give me a game on the schedule you're oh, really excited for. Which one? I'm what? Uh, what uh, give me a game on the schedule that you're real excited for. I got to go down to Green Bay. It's always a Green Bay game. I'm always excited for that. That's like our Super Bowl game, you know? <laughs> so, you know, do you want to look at week nine or should we look at like, you know, week 18? Because like those are the two games I like the most, you know? It's just like when they play Green Bay, I seem like they play all out. And it's usually week 18 is when they play all out. Well, according to Justin and Nick, that'll be for playoff contention. So week 18. So that'll be the game to definitely watch for sure. Nick, going to you, sir. Give me a game you're excited for. I mean, Ryan definitely took it. It's definitely week 18 against the Packers for the division because that's happening this year. Um, (laughs) I don't think we'll win it. I think Justin's right. We'll lose both the uh, away games in the Minnesota and the Green Bay series. Um, Another game just to like, just kind of throw a, a few games out there. Thanksgiving, we're hosting the Buffalo Bills. That's I mean, everyone, the Bills, they're gonna they're gonna fifty five to six. I bet the score will be. 
Spare me. The Lions were in every single game last year except for the Bengals, who, to cycle it back to our first segment, Nick, eight wins by Dan Campbell in his first two seasons, eerily similar to a man named Zach Taylor from the Bengals, I'm just saying. But anyways, we'll bring it back to what we're originally talking about right now, which is fun games on the schedule. Bills are always going to be fun. Week one against Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, let's go at home in Ford Field. We're gonna put the we're literally gonna put the NFL on notice when we stomp them after they stomped us last year in Halloween. I think they beat us like 36 to 6 or something like that. It was a beatdown. I think Dan Campbell's getting a revenge game in that. Just a couple fun games, but literally when you're a Lions fan, every game is so much fun until the fourth quarter, and then it's just then it just stinks. But well, you set it up perfectly, Nick to Nick, the Philly fan. Give me a game on the schedule you like, sir. First of all, <laughs> let me let me address the elephant in the room here. Uh, full disclosure, Nick, I know you um, you probably haven't heard, but I'm not a Zach Taylor fan. Uh, he he didn't, just made it to the Super Bowl. He's not that good. No, right. He, right, right. Well, he wasn't until he got Josh Burrow. And then that's finally he. And then that's that's when he 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 learned how to coach. Apparently, so um, you know. Is it, wait, wait. Is it that, or is it maybe just the fact that Ryan Lindley wasn't a good or isn't a good quarterback? Or who's their backup? I think it's Ryan Lindley. Who's their backup? I can't remember. Yeah. When Burrow went down, no, yeah, he got zero wins. But that's because you're you're like no one could get wins with him out there. You know what I mean? Like, well, well technically, he got he didn't get too many wins with Andy Dalton either. So. And, no, oh, I'm sorry. Andy Dalton, you're right. Only Marv Lewis can get wins with Andy Dalton. I don't know how Marv Lewis did it. Lord praise him because good for him. But anyways. All right, Nick. Give, give us the game you like. Let's go. All right. Well, uh, I alluded to it earlier, but I'm going to forget that game. Cooper alluded to it. I'm going to take week one at, uh, against Philly. Um, I expect – now, me being an Eagles fan, I expect a win – but if, you know, if Detroit wins, I'm going to be like WTF, but then I'm with like, I'm not surprised because that's what Philly does. But uh, that's the game that, that I'm most excited for. It's the first game of the season. First one out of the gate. Let's see. Let's see how, how we match up. And then let's see where our team is at that point. Do we got work to do or do we got a lot of work to do? Justin, my thirsty friend, what say you? Uh well, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that, man. Um, so, Nick, I'm, I'm a other Nick, Nick Faber. I'm going to tell you real quick, the only thing that Jared Goff and Joe Burrow got in common is they were picked number one. That's it. That's where the similarities end. And what Zach about, Taylor wait, and they, they both made, made a Super Bowl. They both lost the Super Bowl. There's a couple similarities right there. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying, more than just number one overall pick. That's why I forgot Jared Goff lost. (laughs) But, uh, to our guest tonight, it's we're celebrating (laughs) Detroit. Kind, okay, they know I love them. It's nothing but love. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing but love. Uh, week two. Against the Commanders, Nick actually stole week one. I should have known because it was an Eagles game. But week two against the Commanders, because I think those two teams you can really set the pace with. I mean, those are two teams I look at them. I'm like, all right. I mean, if you're going for a playoff spot, these are the two teams you really got to knock out of the playoff race. So if you get off to a good start with those two guys, you get a 1-0 against them. 
when it comes down to the, the line and your guys are tied record, they're going to look back at that and go, hey, they won. Put them in. And if you don't, you can always turn off the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem Disney, but... Well, you guys, you guys know I love the holidays. You guys know I like to pick the games around the holidays. And why not the game right prior to Halloween when America's team, the Miami Dolphins, travels to Detroit, bringing the Thunder to Detroit. Can't wait to see that for another W for America's team. All right, we're going to take a quick break when we get back. It's time for Fantasy Feud, Detroit Lions edition. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies, cause the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. All right, so Nick and Ryan, if you have not seen our seen our game before unfortunately we don't have any fancy buzzers so you'll just shout out the answer after i ask the question there'll be five answers for you to get you'll have three strikes just like family feud in that respect if you can't close out the round your opponent gets a chance to steal does everybody understand the rules one thing friend Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yes, sir. No. Okay. Uh, just, just remember, guys. Um, you guess one answer at a time, and then we tell you if it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm only saying that because past couple of shows we've been That's doing this. Every time, <laughs> people have been saying six answers at one time. It's like right. no, no, it's one answer. Right. It's the one, and then we'll do the buzzer or the chimey. You know, it's just, it's just that easy. All right. Thank you, Nick, for that further explanation. It's time to play. Some people need it. Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. (laughs) 
Justin made up for it last night. And yes, he did. He brought, he brought the thunder for sure. Sorry, Brad, anyway. All right, let's get Him things too. started tonight. Top five answers on the board, gentlemen. Here's the first question. In Lions all-time history, give me the top five QB passing leaders. Yardage. I'm a little confused right now. Am I supposed to blurt out an answer? Or yes, what's yes, sir. That's, yes, sir. Matt Stafford? Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Even after the double explanation, we still got it right. Doesn't matter. Nick gets control of the first round. Matt Stafford, number one passing yard leader, 45,209. Number one. You have control, Nick. What else you got? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So I'm naming top five passing yard leader for the Lions. Yes. All time. yes right sir. now on the spot. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. We're going to. Did gonna you not go... see the show before you were on the show? Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew that. All right. Here we go. So, um, <laughs> holy moly. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say John Kitna. John. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, a little bit easier. He was eighth. <laughs> he was number eight on the list. Not too, not too bad. All right, what else you got, Nick? You got one strike. What else you got? I'm so sorry. My computer just buzzed out on me. What would you say Kitten was? Eight. He was number eight on the list. Okay, let's go with Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. A trip down memory lane. Bobby Lane is number two on this list, 15,710. Who else you got? This is all time or Super Bowl? Well, this is all time. This is all time. All time. All- um, okay. Um, there's, there's a few in the 50s I'm never going to get. Um, I'm going to try to get someone from, it's got to be the 90s. I'm going to say, oh my gosh. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to say Eric Kramer. I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry, gonna, for, I'm sorry Eric, for the delay on that. Sorry. Eric Kramer. Number 17. Oh, Ooh. he's way down. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wait, do I go again? You got yes, one you have two more. strikes. Got one, strike. Yeah, one strike. I only got two remaining. of them? This is terrible. Oh, I'm embarrassed right now. <laughs> Ryan, no Googling over there, god dang it. Um, <laughs> Matthew Jeeves. Uh, um, Jeeves. Jeeves. Uh, <laughs> asking Jeeves. Jeeves isn't allowed here. Right? Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to say, like... Scott Mitchell. Oh my Scott God, Lefty Mitchell. Because I don't know anymore who I could. Who He's number three on the list. Twelve thousand six hundred forty-seven. Looks like you have two left. The number four and number five on this list. One strike remaining. <laughs> um, let's just. Let's make it easy for everyone else. I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just say, Joey Harrington. He's not, there's no way he's enough to be yeah, Joey, right? Joey Harrington. <laughs> he's terrible. I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively in a row. Ryan, you got. 
number seven on the list. Ryan, you got a chance here to steal. You have number four and number five on the list remaining. Do you can you guess it? Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. Number nine. Nick, you take round one. Number four on this list was Greg Landry, 12,451. Number five, Gary Danielson, 11,885. If you don't know, now you know, testing that Lions fanhood. Let's hey, go to question. Nick, are you drinking a Paps Blue Ribbon over there? Hey, man, if it was good enough for the 1861 Blue Ribbon, <laughs> good enough for this guy. Let's go to question number two. He's got the tall cans, too. He's ready. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Give me all-time in Lions history top receiving touchdown leaders of all time. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. (laughs) Numero uno on this list with 83. Who else you got, Ryan? You got control of the round. Herman Moore. Herman Moore. Number two on the list with 62. Now I'm getting stumped. This is such <laughs> a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm like, is it, they're wide rece- all wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it could be anything. It's receiving touchdowns. but Could be running backs. Could be tight ends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could be linemen. Barry Sanders. What about a quarterback? Barry Sanders. Not even on my list. <laughs> Not even on my list, he says. Dang, Barry. <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking receiving touchdowns. He always like had like he was dumped off in the backfield. He oh, was number yeah. he was number four all time in uh, oh no, that was somebody else. I'm sorry. Barry Sanders was number forty. And he had right. 10. That's one a year. That's all you need. I was thinking of Walter Payton last night. He was on the receiving yards. All right. Yeah, that was Ryan, amazing. Ryan, you are up, sir. You got two strikes remaining, but you got two answers on the board. So what else you got? I'm getting stumped here now because now I'm trying to go back to like when I was a kid. Was well, it yesterday? Everybody... It felt like it. <laughs> Where'd the time go? All right. Let's see. It was back in 1995. Man. I'm getting stumped on here. That's one now. You're going to have to hit the buzzer. Oh, come on. I, I can see it right on the tip of my... I, I can see it right now, too. I know. And go. Two strikes. <laughs> Too much stalling. Let's go. You got one strike remaining, and you got three, four, and five. And number five, actually, or I'm sorry, number four has three people tied, so I'll take any of them. Eric Brickhan Ebron? Eric Ebron. Oh, hell no! I'm not even looking for him. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick, you got a chance to steal a lot of meat on the bone. Do you have an answer? 
I do, but I want before I ask it. Do I get one, like one guess and that's it, right? That's one it. guess. They're one chance to steal it. I'm playing actually between two, and they better both be on it. But I'm I'm almost afraid to pick one or the other, thinking the other one's gonna be out. So I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Johnny Morton. Johnny Morton. But wait, 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 wait. I want to be able to guess. Can I guess the last of them? Go right ahead. Golden Tate. Not not on the list. Oh, I'm so happy I said Johnny Morton. Golden <laughs> Tate was 16. <laughs> All right, never mind. I don't even know. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind. I will said Golden Tate. The rest oh, Pyramid. Pyramid. Yep. Number three was Marvin Jones with 36. Oh, Number four God. was Terry Barr with 35. Tied with Johnny Morton with 35. And Leonard Thompson also with 35. Marvin Jones. Brett Perriman was 14. I don't think Marvin Jones. Perriman was 14? What the mm-hmm. heck? If, hey, if you don't know, now you do know. Let's go on now to a real stumpy question for every one of our Oh, yeah, the, here, here it comes. This, this, this always tests your fanhood. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Give me the teams, top five teams you have the best winning percentage against. The Browns. The Cleveland Browns. That is one cold-ass honky, to say the least. Number one on the list, 16-5. and five. He nailed that right off the jump. Who else you got, Nick? Okay, I can do this. Um, the Did you know Nick Nickel works for Honolulu Blues? I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> he's got the whole Detroit. He's got all Detroit all around him. So you know, he's got the advantage. It's not fair. All right, hey, let Ryan. We you still got time, bro. You still got time. We don't. We don't make excuses yet, bro. No excuse time yet. There's still time. I'm all making right, statements, not excuses. <laughs> wow. Who else you got, Nick? Uh, the Giants. The New York Giants. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. Um. He's got his notes here. He's cheating. 
Oh, no, sorry. That was a list. Actually, the first thing on my notes I wrote, do they call Dr. Miller Dr. Feelgood if you're going to play that intro for him? Because I feel like that's got to be his nickname if we're going to play that. Dr. Miller's new name needs to be Dr. Feelgood. Great intro for that guy. And that was the last thing I wrote down, except for Kelvin Johnson and Herman Moore. Um, The Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I can do this. Uh oh! Someone's going to be sent down Eight Mile Road. Lot of meat on this phone, sir. <laughs> you got is, one, one strike for me. There's only like six teams we have a winning record against. So like it's there's it's 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 tough. And I'm trying to think. It's not the Texans. <laughs> it's got to be like one of the newer te- the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody now, beats up on the Jags. Number three on this list, you guys are four and three against the Jags. Okay, uh, the next one's got to be um, the – hold on. Wait the, for it. Wait for it. Wait. You're going to love it. The, 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 the. You're going to love it. I can't even come up with the team. Okay, wait, wait, wait. The – Wait, 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 wait. I got this. Okay, hold on. Don't bug me. Uh, give me the Miami Dolphins. The Bamaricas team. Stop it. Get some help. Get Damn some it. help indeed. All right, Ryan, you have a chance to steal. We got a lot of mean on the bone here, sir. He's got number one and number three. You can get number two, four, or five, and you got to get it to stay in the game. Oh, my God. Something to be put on the spot here. Oh, I don't know where to start. I'm scared because I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for the red X already. <laughs> if you ever watch It's Always Sunny, it's like that, like Dennis. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on here? What's going to happen? I'm like, don't. Oh, it hurts no, no, my no, soul. no red X. No red X. <laughs> Don't ask me, please. Don't ask me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Find X. I'm nervous. I'm scared now. I don't know what to say. Enough enough stalling, Ryan. All right. Let's go with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. I'm glad you're prepared for that X. Oh, Nick, my exes live in Texas. Nick, <laughs> tonight's game. Congratulations. The rest on this list, number two was the Atlanta Falcons, 25 and 14 against the Falcons. Number four, the Cardinals, 37, 28 and 6. And number five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31 oh and 28. I don't even guess myself on two of them. Take those. that, Brady. Hey, that was before break, so we don't have to take it. However, <laughs> the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC North. You, you know, uh, I guess what I should, what, how much should I say? The Lions haven't won the NFC North. The Buccaneers have won it earlier since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't yeah, I think that it. was from I think that was from back in the old NFC North days, like nineteen ninety nine. So, so just so you guys know, going into the season, 
the teams on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have them losing the losing worst percentage against, excuse me. Number one is the Ravens. You are number, or excuse me, you're one and five against the Ravens. Number two on the list, the Houston Texans. You are one and four against the Texans. Number three, the Titans. You are three and 10 against the Titans. Four, Bengals. You're three and 10 against the Bengals. And number five, the New England Patriots seem like they're on everybody's name list. No, they are number five. If you don't know, now you guys know. Tonight, again, Nick, congratulations. You are our winner. And Ryan, I know you filled in at last minute, and we do appreciate you, but it is tradition on our show for the loser to get a little of reward, and here it is for you, sir. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Jack said we're supposed to be kind to the guests. Well, Actually, that's the nicest thing I heard all day. <laughs> and te- <laughs> technically speaking, Nick, Nick isn't getting anything either. So, <laughs> what do you think? all right, let's take a quick break. We get back. We're a fantasy show. We're going to talk about fantasy, believe it or not. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, 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 sorry, and now possible break. You're on your way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league. Create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. tssfantasy.com. Go check that out today. It's time to talk about some rankings. Are you ready? So going to the QB, Jared Goff, last year, thirty-five in 14 games. Uh, missed a couple of games, but still 35th. Not all that great, to be quite honest with you guys. This year, you know, we talked about Jameis Williams adding, adding him, DJ Shark. 
adding a little bit of uh, some weapons, as we talked about, like when we talked about Chicago last night, not adding anything for Justin Fields. Lions actually are trying to add some pieces for Goff. I do. I think he's serviceable, and if Swift can stay healthy, Goff could have a pretty good season. Right now, I currently though have him at twenty six. What say you, Justin, about Goff? Oh, I got a one lower, twenty five. Yeah, I think he's got some. Um, he's got some weapons. Uh, if he can tap into what he did with Amon Ross St. Brown and actually distribute it to the entire offense, they should be fine. Um, he's going to have that safety valve of DeAndre Swift. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is most likely going to fill into being the slot receiver, especially when DJ Shark and um, Jamison Williams are healthy, which is great because he ran 60% of his snaps from the slot last year. So, you know, yeah, the good underneath threat, you're going to have, you know, good over the top threats. You're going to have a safety valve in Swift, and then you're going to have TJ Hawkinson if he can keep on the field. That's a big man to take down. That's a big man pajama. And, um, you know, he's athletic as all hell. He won 70% of his contested catches last year, which was number one in the league for tight ends. He dominated. Uh, he had a the second highest dominator score for tight ends in the league, which means most of the opportunities were going to him. And in the end of the day, the one thing I really want to see with him is them use him in the red zone. Get this man open in the red zone. He is a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, they don't want to be blocking all the time. You know, he had 85% opportunity share, which was also number one for tight ends. So, you know, a lot of opportunity out there for Jared Goff, for sure. Okay, we'll be talking about tight ends later, but thank you for that analysis, Justin. Nick, what say you on Jared Goff? Or Landers, I should say. I'm going to stick with the quarterback because that's that's a topic of conversation at this point right now. Um. The Jared Goff's biggest issue is his offensive line. And surprisingly, for as bad as they are, they got the 16th ranked offensive line. But last year, he was sacked 35 times. Um, with, with that being said, I have him at 26th. Last year, he threw for 3,200 yards. His longest pass was 63 yards. He was 19 and 8. 19 TDs, 8 picks. Like I said, he's a good streamer. Uh, pick. Games, uh, where you know that he's gonna produce for you. I mean, if you got quarterbacks that are, that are either on a buy or they, they got bad matchups and then, and then Goff's available. And if he's playing a winnable game or if he's playing against a, a weak defense, uh, pick him up and, you know, and, and he could, he could win some games for you. Like he's not that terrible. Uh, even though I think his best play ever was when he audibled and he called it Halle Berry. That was one of, that was his greatest play ever. But he's a serviceable quarterback in fantasy football. Oh, if Nick could get the badump tiss for that one. All right, let's go to you. Hey, anytime I get what to bring, bring up Halle Berry, I'm happy. What say you, sir, on Jared Goff? Do we have him in the right spot? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, who'd you say? You guys were talking over each other. I don't think I didn't hear who you shot. Faber. Faber. Hey. Uh Jared Goff's only as good as his <laughs> running back, obviously. Todd Gurley. So we saw what he did. We saw how good Jared Goff was. Detroit Lions have has the third best PFF offensive line, according to them, this year. We have one of the best offensive lines in the entire league. We just didn't have anyone healthy last year. We had a skeleton crew with Decker alive this whole time. Cole Bowl, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers, if not the best center in the entire league. 
leading the way. Penny Sewell, maybe the best tackle for his age, being 21 years old, playing right tackle, out of position, yet still dominating, getting into fights with Aaron Donald. He's going to be as good as DeAndre Swift, and we're going to talk about Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff is not someone I'm going to say go and draft in fantasy football unless playing in, in a two-quarterback league. And Scott Fishbowl, he's being drafted in the ninth or tenth round, which is just devastating. He will do way better than that. His incompletions will hurt him, but the Lions aren't going to try to win based off of passing. We are not going to be a passing game. If you try to go draft Amonra St. Brown, Jamison Williams, DJ Shark, Jared Goff, and hope that your in hopes that your fantasy team is going to explode, you're crazy. DeAndre Swift, he is the funnel. He is the funnel. He is who the Lions will go through. They will run. They will run it often. They will run it on third down. They will go for it on fourth down and probably run it on fourth down. Swift is the man. Now, right now, his ADP is like, I don't know. I'm I'm all in Scott Fish mode. So, right now, his ADP in Scott Fish is like the third round. But, I mean, in in regular drafts, I bet it's right up around around the end of one, I would assume, uh, turn. Yeah, it's right about two, yeah. It's a little risky. If you're playing fantasy football, you don't want to be drafting a guy on a team that likely could only score 50 touchdowns this year. You want to go after guys like the Chargers. You want to go after guys that are on the Bucks, the Chiefs, the, the even the Raiders are in this point, in this point the, the Cowboys. You want these high-scoring, high-flashing, high-balling, two-rooting fantasy players. You don't, It's rare. You're going to get like your Brandon Cooks and, and your DeAndre Swift on these teams that aren't going to score a lot of touchdowns. You get a lot of yardage. And if you play in that kind of league, that is outstanding. But touchdowns matter a lot. So anyways, fantasy outlook for the Detroit Lions is be cautionary. Send caution to the wind. Even TJ Hawkinson, he is not going to get the targets that we all want, especially with the addition of Jameson and Shark. Draft DeAndre Swift if the value is there. Get Jamal Williams in a good – because all know we all know Swift is going to be injured at some point in the season. So get Jamal Williams, maybe Craig Reynolds, whoever wants to be that third string for us. Those are the guys that you should be attacking. No one else for the Lions, in my opinion. Even though we're going to score a million touchdowns. That's that weak-ass hype train you just put out. <laughs> we are not going to win by the, the way the Chiefs win, anything like that. Like that Jared Goff performance against the Chiefs, 54-51 on Monday night, we ain't going to get that the Lions. Like, that ain't gonna We're win, running the ball, baby, 1960s style. Ryan, what say you, sir? Where, where you got Goff at? I got Goff at QB21 right now, just to be on the safe side of it, just because, just like Helvick said, it's, you know, if we're going to get points for handing the ball off, I want, you know, Goff as my QB. You know, if it's one point per handoff, I'm easy to get 30 points because they're just going to hand the ball off so many times this season. And the way Goff kind of played, like, they had no one at the end of the season, so he had to pass. So his inflation of fantasy points there at the end of the year kind of boosted him up where people were kind of saying, like, he's more efficient, but he had no no other option, no other players to do. So I agree with Nick with, with where he's going with this. It's just going to be simple, hand off the ball, run, 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 go. You know, it's going to be – you're going to be subpar 20-point for Jared Goff, to, or to me, back in QB2 easily. All right, well, going to the running back position, we talked about Swift um, extensively already a little bit. Um, twenty Number 23 last year, and that was on 13 games. This year, I have him 15th is where I have him. Can't predict injuries, but, you know, as Nick alluded to earlier, if they're going to be feeding him a lot, um, the ball a lot, it's definitely – you'll definitely want to handcuff him with Jamal Williams because he'll definitely 
um, at least be out at least two or three games. If Nick is saying they're really going to use him a lot, you can definitely expect him to be out a little bit as well. Justin, what say you on the Lions running backs? Oh, yeah, okay. So this is my favorite part because I love me some DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is my running back five right now. A lot of people call me crazy, but you know what? You just got to read the room, man. When everybody else is zigging, you got to zag. And if DeAndre Swift is going to be in that, you know, 3-1 range, I'm going to take that all day long. All day long. This is, like I said, is Austin Eckler Austin Eckler light. Tongue twister over there. I don't even know how that could be. But, you know, he catches passes. He runs. You know, just get him in the end zone. If he can get a couple more red zone, a couple more goal line carries, you know, Jared Goff, all you got to do is dump it off him. Just a little flip. Just a little flip. And then let him work. Last year, he had the most created yards per touch. He had four yards on the dot per touch. That was the most by a running back of created yards. So that tells me that this man is working overtime and his line's just getting better. So hopefully that means that everything else is getting better, like Eckler did last year. When his line got better, everything around him, his touches got better, his touchdowns increased from 3 to 20. So I'm not going to say that's going to be the line for him, but I would look for that kind of Austin Eckler jump for Swift this year. Nick, what say you, sir, Mr. Flanders, on the Lions' backfield? Okay, well, I have him at number 11 this year because I am going by PPR. And ironically enough, last season... He catches balls! He catches passes! How are you going by PPR? That's what PPR stands for. Okay, (laughs) so... Uh, so, so DeAndre Swift, yeah, because Freddie didn't know what PPR meant. Um, so, so last season, DeAndre Swift was the second leading receiver on the team. He caused 62 passes out of 78 targets. That was 79%. So when, when we're talking PPR, okay, that's, that's 62 points right there. So, and then, and then he, and then he actually runs the ball in into the end zone. And the reason why I have him slid down a little bit is because he only played 13 games. So again, the healthier you are. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. The long, longer you can stay in the field because the best ability is availability and we need him on the field. Detroit needs him on the field. So I have him at number 11. True words never spoken. The healthier you are, the more you're on the field. You you hit it spot on. Ryan, how about you, sir? Nailed it. What say you about the running backs? I thought I had the fandom there, you know, the homeboy fandom, but just, I mean, I'm up there with Justin. I have him at RB6. Ooh. Just because the way he plays, like in the 10 games before he was injured, he was the RB9. 
And like Nick said, he had 63, like what, 62, 63 receptions on the year? 62. Up to, up to week 10, he had 53 receptions. So just to extrapolate it, I mean, he's looking, you're looking at a 75 catch season out of him. So once Hard Knocks hits, he's really going to start going up even more. I can see it already. <laughs> Nick, what say you, sir? Do you, I mean, I know you're all over Swift, though. So where where do you have him ranked? Uh, where like is he number one overall for you? <laughs> no, in fact, I had him early in the season. I had him around like five or six. Um, he's dropped down to like ten, eleven for me. Um, so I, all right, so I was like, all right, all right, I've been too much in SFB. Let me get into like regular fantasy football mode. So I pull up fantasy football calculator. As of right now, in PPR, DeAndre Swift's ADP is going one twelve. Twelfth pick in the first round. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that because I'm a full advocate. Like I said earlier, I alluded to it. And I'll come back to it. Draft guys on teams that score a lot of touchdowns. Get those players. I don't know about DeAndre Swift right there. I mean, right now he is going above guys like Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams. And I don't know where everyone stands on all those guys. For me, I'm probably going to take a lot of those over DeAndre Swift. I do like Swift. I really, really do. There's just there's a little bit of lion's bias in me that 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 like scares me of just drafting him personally. So I don't know. I I probably won't end up on with him on my team. I suggest a, t- a person to draft him if they can get him late second. Uh, Justin alluded to three hundred one. That's a great spot for him. If you can get him there, that that's that's yeah, that's that's. Quite he won't good. be there then. He won't be there. He'll be yeah. gone by then. He's gonna be gone. So now you're really questioning: Are you gonna take him at the back end? If you're on that turn, if you're drafting eleven twelve, are you taking him in that first round or in the second round right there? I'm probably going to take Aaron Jones. I think who else is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? Aaron Rodgers can't throw to Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, and, and and Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers. Like he can't throw to them all day long. He's got to throw. It. They're going to run AJ Dillon to the ground, and that's going to take away a lot of Aaron Jones' points. But I do think he catches a lot of balls. I think they can be a solid fantasy punch. Both of them. I don't know. DeAndre Swift is more of the bell cow. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to go on. I, it's a really risky situation drafting anyway. I have him running back ten. Take it for what you will. <laughs> All right. That's an interesting take on the yeah. Packers side of the ball. I like yeah. that. Yeah, indeed. You heard it here first. Let's go to the receivers real quick. Amonse Brown, 23 last year in 2021. DJ Shark, we mentioned earlier, broke the ankle in week four. Not much. Jameis Williams coming in off a rookie, uh, coming in from college. I have him ranked 56. I have Amonse Brown, 33. And just because I just don't know where this Lions offense is going to be. I mean, it sounds like I'm in the right spot the way Nick um, alluded to. They're going to be running the ball a lot. So it sounds like I got him in the right spot. Justin, what say you on the receivers? Uh, Yes, I got I'm on Ross St. Brown, 38. Uh, he went ham sandwich between weeks 13 and week 18. Um, yeah, I was averaging 11 targets, eight catches, and 93 yards. He had 50, 56% of his touches or targets, I'm sorry, receptions, just from that period of time. The man, he turned it on 100%. But I don't know if when everybody comes back, there's going to be enough of Jared Goff to go around. And if it is a run-centric offense, that usually caters to one and maybe the running back getting fed very well and then everybody else kind of just fighting for the scraps. Um, As far as his talent goes, his talent's there. Uh, I do wonder about the level of competition that he faced uh, on that back end. There wasn't really any strong secondaries. Um, But, yeah, I mean, for me, 38's fine. Uh, I got 58 for Chark. I'm not really a big DJ Chark fan never have been a big DJ Chark fan. I always thought he was just kind of like 
a somewhat fast receiver and a guy who kind of just, you know, he, he did his best. Um, what's that guy? Drake London routine where he would just block people out and catch the ball. He was not really extremely talented in any other way than, you know, just blocking somebody out, catching the ball, which works. Yeah, that's great. But I mean, I don't think it's going to make him a superstar in fantasy this year. Mr. Flanders, what say you on the Lions receiving court? Uh, they're actually, they're really not that terrible. Obviously they're led by Amonra St. Brown. He had 90 catches last year. Uh, what do you have? Uh, a thousand yards, uh, last season. He had, um, no, I'm sorry, not nine twelve. So, I mean, they're, they're not that terrible. I have Jameson Williams coming in at number 55. Um, the, uh, DJ Chark thing, he's just too inconsistent with me. Even, even when he's healthy, he's, one week he's up, one week he's really down. Um, he's just that. That's why he got jettisoned from uh, Jacksonville of all places. So um, I would say Amonra is going to be your 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 best bet. I have him, him at thirty three. He got ninety receptions last year, so that's ninety points right off the jump. So um, nice, nice uh, receiver. You could probably get him about, about the fourth or fifth round uh, and lower. Nick, what say you? We'll go to you on this one first. Uh, what do you say where we got the receivers at? Uh, I think we're a little bit low on Amano St. Brown. Um, Ryan did bring up a good point earlier. Where he's like, Jared Goff had a flourish of, of points last year because we just couldn't run the ball. Like, we had to throw the ball. That's just what the scheme went into. And Amano St. Brown was obviously the benefactor of that <laughs> because we also, I mean, we're not just going to throw it to Josh Reynolds 10 times a game. We might as well throw it to Amano St. Brown. So he, he caught that. However, watching that all of last year, what it reminded me of was Amara St. Brown is his Cooper Cup, okay? And that's how I would look at it this year, okay? I would look at Jameson Williams and DJ Shark both basically combined playing the role of Robert Woods while Jared Goff was in L.A. and Cooper Cup being your Amara St. Brown. Cooper Cup finished wide receiver four in 2019, wide receiver 25 in 2020. Those are after his first two years of him coming into the league, and we all know Jared Goff has to get chemistry with the players. Well, he doesn't have a lot of chemistry with DJ Shark, and he's not going to get a lot of chemistry with Jamison Williams. It took him on with St. Brown eight games to get chemistry and confidence um, with Goff to, to, to get that connection that we saw at the end of the season. So that's how I would go with this. Now, no, I'm not saying I'm going to be wide receiver four or even wide receiver 25. But in those two years, Cooper Cup finished with 900 yards and 1,100 yards, 90-plus receptions both years. Okay, I'm on with St. Brown had 90-plus receptions last year and only turned it on for the back half. Now, targets are going to be dispersed with a, with a healthy T.J. Hawkinson, D.J. Shark coming in, Jamison Williams when he gets in and gets healthy, DeAndre Swift. Um, like, So I'm not expecting, like, just because he had 92 and, and in the back half of the season he really stepped it up for him to have 125 receptions next year. I think 90 is a great spot for him on St. Brown, okay? The big thing is, does he eclipse 1,000 yards? Last year, 900 yards, something like that, right at, right at 900. Uh, does he eclipse 1,000? And then how many touchdowns can they get? How many touchdowns can the Lions get? How many touchdowns will Jared Goff throw? Monroe St. Brown is only as good as his touchdowns are. And right now we're gonna we're gonna underrank them because we're all like, well, Detroit Lions can't score touchdowns. That's very fair. They showed last year that they just can't do that. They don't know how to do that. Hopefully with the new offense coordinator, that all changes. But I'm gonna look on the positive and I'm gonna look on the upside of a number two, of a second year wide receiver, who in my opinion, second year wide receivers and third year are, are are now the new third year wide receiver. Like if you play fantasy football back in like 2010, it was who's the third year wide receiver? Who's breaking out this year? It is the third-year wide receivers every year. Well, that's changed. Now rookie receivers come in, and they play a bigger role. It's the second-year receiver. Justin, uh, second-year receivers 
make Im- immediate impactful fantasy results, in my opinion. I think Amon St. Brown, Devontae Smith are both right in that category. Uh, Jalen Waddle, even with the addition of Tyreek Hill, I like all of those guys this year. So I'm targeting second-round receivers. I think you guys are too low on Amon St. Brown. DJ Shark should not be drafted. Do not think he's going to be anything. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, he hasn't really shown me that in his four years at Jacksonville. One year, I think, with his 1,000 yards. I'm not hanging my hat on that. Jameson's going to be missing the first six weeks. Um, we'll see what happens in the back end of that. Uh, so, I mean, Amonra's the only guy I'm even looking at for receivers. Indeed. All right. Big take there. Ryan, what say you on the Lions receivers? I got Amonra St. Brown at 39. And I'm going to b- bounce off Nick on this one because, yeah, like, all right, you're looking at Jared Goff and you're thinking, you know, that Amonra St. Brown's going to be the Cooper Cup for him. But based on all everything you said, once everyone's all back and healthy, Amon Ross St. Brown was nothing until they were all not there. So all the way up through those games, he was getting, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards at best, maybe getting seven, eight targets at most until they were all injured. And then he was getting 12, 12, 12, 11. You know, it was double-digit targets week after week after week, and that's when he took off. And if we keep seeing, like, seeing that's going to happen, I, don't, I just don't see that. But, like, I can see where you're drafting him as that upside of hoping that continues. So, like – I'm kind of teetering off of it, saying that's not going to happen, as you're kind of saying that, you know, he, him and Jared Goff had the chemistry and keep the momentum going. So I can see both sides of where we're at on that, and I kind of like that. And then with DJ Shark, it's – I mean, what did uh, the Lions have? They had a whole bunch of security guards as wide receivers, you know. They had nothing there. There was nothing there to throw to. So you have to get some type of bodies there. You need something there. So you bring in a DJ Shark with on a one-year prove-it deal to see if he can actually become something. And then – extend them if possible and then Jamison Williams I mean he's not for now he's for 2023 and beyond you know you're trying to get him for the future as you're trying to build this team out yeah indeed all right well we're finishing up let's close it out with I Justin alluded to earlier the big bad mamba jamba TJ Hawkinson last year 12 games 16 and 2021 even with 12 games under him this year, I got him number six. If he stays healthy, watch out for TJ Hawkinson. I think he'll have a huge season this year. Justin, we'll go to you so we can get things closed out. What do you say on the big bad Mamba Jamba? Number nine. Number nine is because he hasn't proven really jack squat yet. I mean, he's a talented guy, but he really just hasn't, you know, had the thousand yard year, the big, you know, 80 catch season, the big 10 touchdown. Now, I think he can do that. That's why he's still in my top 10 of tight ends. But going into it, I am a little bit more bullish on some of the other tight ends that are kind of getting pushed right now. So I'm going to stick at nine. I'm going to say he gets his red zone targets upgraded as this offense starts to figure itself out and figure out that it's pretty good. So, yeah, that's my take on it. All right. Nick, what say you on the big bad Mamba Jamba? Well, he's he's the one in the receiving core that, that gets that seriously gets gets the most attention because uh Ryan brought up really really good points about Amonra St. Brown like again, he went came on the 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 back nine of the of the season uh and due to injury um i officially i have hawkinson at 6th but i mean you can throw him at 6 7 8 you can interchange him with um schultz and goddard as well they're all going to be swimming around that 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 same point uh production 
Uh, again, he he's a focal point of of their offense uh, in the passing game. Um, all the defensive coordinators that I mean, you can't. He's such a miss miss. Match. You can't stick a linebacker on him one on one. You got to bracket him with a cor- with a corner, and then when you do that, you're you're going to leave the wide receiver open. So uh, he he's a mismatch. I mean, the definition of a tight end is someone that could block like a tackle and and catch like a receiver and run like a running back. So he does all those things. Um, he's a three tool player, uh, and it, again. He's one you have to focus your defense around. So that's why I have him at number six. Fitting the bill indeed. Ryan, what say you, sir? Where do you have Mr. Hawkinson? I have him at tight end six right now. And just like Nick was saying, I mean, like, you know, he was a main focal point last year and was the main beneficiary when he went down. I'm on Ross and Brown took off. But if you look at what Hawkinson was able to do last year, and the one game, and people give me flack for it because I take it out because it was the most confusing game that no one wanted to win when the, the Lions played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was a 16-16 tie that, you know, just kept going back and forth. Hawkinson only got targeted one time in that game. So I kind of Didn't he get hurt in that, that game and went out or some, something? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but it didn't the, really The backup tight end came in, right? Yeah. So I took that game out. So then over 10 games, like, so 10 games with Goff, I got 17 game pace. Was with me 127 and a half targets, 93 and a half catches, 904 yards, and six and about seven touchdowns. So on pace for that, the targets would have made him third in the league for her tight ends, second in catches, uh, fifth in yards, and eighth in touchdowns, which is something I can see be more realistic right now, looking at it now. And to get him as a tight end six, seven, eight in that range. Usually that's the area you don't want to grab a tight end in. But this year, I feel like he's the one I'm targeting to get in all my leagues right now. Just because of what he can do. The big tight end to get. Ryan's calling it. Nick, close us out, my friend. Where do you have Mr. TJ? Um, I actually kind of think Hawkinson's going to be the one that that loses a lot of the targets when everyone gets healthy. Not Amon with St. Brown, unfortunately. Jared Goff's been a quarterback for five years in the NFL. The top tight end he's ever had. Is tight end seven, Tyler Higby in 2019. I think we're all looking at TJ Hawkinson, and we're not looking at the guy who's throwing TJ Hawkinson the ball. And I just don't think he really pushes the ball to the tight end position. Ryan brings up a great stats. Like on a 17 uh, game pace, yeah, Hawkinson's looking like his 90 receptions. I just don't think that's that's really going to stick up there. But the thing is, is to be a tight end six in a PPR league last year, let me see. I was looking this up while we were talking. Tight end six, Kyle Pitts, 1,000 yards, one touchdown. Tight end five, Zach Ertz, 760 yards and five touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, and Hawkinson last year had, what, 740 yards and four touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, something in that range. I'm pretty sure Hawkinson can get up to, to like, the top five level. It's really not that hard to do that at tight end position. Tight end position is literally just about five or six guys and then a ton of scraps. And there's a few tight end scraps that you can take late. Gerald Dever, Aiden Hurst, Evan Ingram. But realistically, you can get TJ Hawkinson in a regular draft around around like the eight. I don't know. I don't know where his ADP is. But six, seven, eight, nine. And that range is going to be somewhere in there. So I think it's a great steal. I'm not expecting him to get 1,000 yards this year. Do not expect him to be Travis Kelsey. Do not expect him to be George Kittle. For some reason, everyone's like, oh, Iowa. They must be the same guy. He is not as fast as George Kittle. That it's get that out of your mind. He is not George Kittle, but he's a very talented tight end. He's great at catching the ball. If Jared Goff gets in the ball, he'll be a top three or four tight end. 
even if he doesn't get the ball, he'll be a top six for sure. Yeah. To be and, fair, they do the same thing with Noah Fant. And there's a lot of potential for him to slip up all the way up, you know, quite honestly. Um, like you said, tight end position, not much there. So he's a guy to definitely go to go grab in your fantasy drafts. Guys, we appreciate you being with us here in Detroit. We've learned a lot. Feel schooled for sure. Nick, we'll start with you. Let everyone know where we can subscribe and find all your great stuff at for this upcoming season. We are everywhere. Everywhere that you get your best podcasts. That's where we are. If you're getting some trashy-ass podcast somewhere, we're not on, probably on that site. But if you're getting your best podcast, we're there. Go to Honolulu Blues. It's the name of our show. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everything, and the galore. Uh, Nick Faber. I appreciate you guys having me on, dude. This was so much fun. That trivia, was I was not prepared. I thought I was prepared. I was not prepared. That was so fun. <laughs> is, that, is that the clinical name for the platform, trashy-ass yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't use trashy ass podcast sites, so I mean, Listen, you know, if you're if you're right now googling Honolulu Blues and you can't find it, you mm-hmm. are on a trashy ass site for sure. Trashy ass. If you trashy ass, ass podcast, you can't afford it. You know I mean? <laughs> we learned that tonight, Ryan. Let all everyone know where they can subscribe and follow and find all your great stuff for this upcoming season as well. You can find me on at Beer Food Podcasts on uh, YouTube. You can find my work at uh, Faceoff Sports Network, and you can find me on Twitter at RyanMiner underscore FFB, which shows right on the screen. Awesome, man. We appreciate you guys being in tonight, and he did great on the trivia, Ryan. Don't let Nick, don't let Nick's little sweep of you fool you. We'll have you in later this year. We got lots of fun games, so if you guys want to come back, we'll have lots of fun in store for you indeed. All right, guys, tomorrow night, as before mentioned, we got Leroy Butler in the building. He leaps in for our Packers show. Excited for that, to say the least. We appreciate you, and we are out. We're on a mission. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.